My good sis loves a spaghetti strap. She loves a spaghetti strap. And as long as them bitches are holding them bitches up, I'm fine with it, girl. Go ahead. (laughs) She found a strap that can hold those girls. I'm happy. Bubba Raven uh, is is truly deserves some sort of Nobel. No, what is it? MacArthur. MacArthur genius. <laughs> Some of us be like, this is how? How is this happening? Yeah, because... How is um, scientifically possible? Yeah, they... Hanging on by faith. Yeah. But they made it. Yeah. Every single freaking time. <laughs> well, we're nine minutes into recording, so... <clears throat> wow, you're a piece of garbage. <laughs> it's fine, though. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine with that. This is Evangela Mary L. McCracken. And you are listening to the Holy Ghost Outreach Broadcast. You're, you're, you're listening to this. Listen, 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 listen. I'm up and hang up with the Lord. I'm in. I'm on my way to heaven and I'm certainly enjoying the trip. Um, welcome. Um, bienvenidos al podcast de worship. Most inconsistent podcast you have ever listened to in your black ass life. The worship podcast. Welcome. We welcome you once. We welcome you twice. We welcome you a third time in the name of Jesus Christ. I heard welcome once, welcome twice, and I think I might have faded out after that because I don't remember the rest. <laughs> like, nigga, I get it. We welcome. We get it. We fucking get it, nigga. Oh, my God. Church folks love them a rhyme. Jesus. It's like, I wish y'all would realize that y'all out here doing spell work, but don't ever tell them that. Out here doing witchcraft in the church. Yeah, that's what it is. <clears throat> but it's fine. Yeah. Um. So we back. <laughs> and we back. Yes, God. Yes, God. Is that a song? Yeah, it's a. It's a. Was it J Cole song? False prophet? Some of them, or the other one, From where he was like writing. Album? No, it's like oh, the one that he released about Kanye, or was the anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, exhuming that song right now in the age of what song? Trump Kanye. Oh yeah, I, I just don't... saw somebody tweeting about Trump it. Yeah. Trump yeah, Trump yeah, yeah. I Kelly saw that. And Kanye. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christmas! There's so many ways to this accurately depict who this nigga is. In this but moment. I said, by the grace of God, I will leave that nigga out of my mouth because why? Right. Yeah. Why? No, that's real. I. I had just the kiki of my little life when I when I posted. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post, but I was like, "If you want to know my opinion on Kanye," and I put comma, and I hit the space bar like five times, and then I I typed period. 
coast and he was like they gave me like the you know the eyes like bitch we looking for it we waiting and I was like that's it that's my whole ass opinion Kanye is fucking Kanye he will never not be Kanye oh my gosh did you, yeah. and did you hear the fucking track that he released no, I heard it, and I am upset thinking about it again, because his stands, his stands are still being like, and I can't do it. I can't. Yeah, Kanye is a cultural troll. Yeah, and I, you know, I keep on trying to like say, yo, maybe I keep on trying to make not excuses for Kanye, but I'm like, yo, because I'm I'm sitting here like, yo, this makes no sense. Like I keep saying, I'm like, yo, I'm waiting for the day. Kanye says this whole past like 10 years of his life has been performance art. And, I'm here for that. And he says, yeah, actually me and Kim are married. Or or he says like, yeah, I'm about to, I can't do this. And he says, yeah, this is just performance art. And um, I'm glad you guys enjoy Got it. Got your fill. Yeah, but I'm done with it. So, next project. Guggenheim yeah. and be done. Like, <laughs> because I'm like, there's How? 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 I just... I wish there was... I wish I had the capability to, like, really think through yeah. what, why and what the fuck Kanye, but... Yeah. And people were, like, making memes with George Bush saying Kanye doesn't care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> God, but also, niggas, of course, are going too far, and they're saying... Uh, we the black delegation, which I was like, first of all, y'all need to stop saying this we shit, because I don't know you niggas, apparently. They said, we the black delegation would like to trade Kanye was for Lil Dicky. I was like, first wait, of all, I'm glad I, didn't I was that. like, for a second, I was like, wait, so let's let's even humor the idea of us trading a black person for a white person. for a mo- Let's even humor it. Y'all are choosing Lil Dicky. Of all of the whites. Of all of the whites. I think I said this last week or something, but have you ever heard anybody say, yo, put that little dicky on? All of the white. <laughs> but I'm just like, because he made one song with Chris Brown where Wait, he, he was basically say saying nigga. nigga for the, that's pretty much what he was doing. Um, that, like, y'all like cookout. Actually, no, you're, you're not invited to the cookout. We're having a cookout at your house. <laughs> like, Officially, you are officially an honorary nigga. Oh I'm like, yo, all white folks have Where to do. Where co- cookout approval process come through? Come from? Where the fuck? I have never in my life, like. I feel like it came from the hoteps, but even then, like, do y'all even? It came from the, no. Do y'all even like eat half the shit at the cookout? Because I feel like y'all don't. So why are y'all inviting people to in a cookout? The dark corners of right. the cookout. <laughs> Right. As they walk the crowd, <laughs> and then just snag hot dogs and fucking hog shit and scurry off to a dark corner. But I'm like, y'all niggas just y'all niggin, clearly. Uh, never have I ever been at a black cookout singing Frankie Beverly Amaze and been like, you know what this cookout needs? A white person. It, like we're missing it. <laughs> Definitely need some whites. There's there's a little bit of a, a void. Yeah. And it needs like a caulk. Yeah. Yeah, a caulk. Yeah. No, we need one of them. never no. have I ever. 
<laughs> so I don't know where the fuck that idea yeah. came from, but y'all niggas is going to the wrong cookouts apparently. Like <laughs> y'all all, feel like they need white people. All a white person has to say is, you know, maybe that black person should have been shot, or they have to do like a capashimi real stiff. And guess what? Mm. Bitch, I'm exhausted already. All right, so um, <laughs> so let's talk about what we did for you the podcast. Mm. Um, ooh, Lord. Um. So, mm-hmm. since last podcast, yeah. we yes. did something. Yes. All right? Yes. We made a decision we and did. shit. We did. Uh, I was going to say a big decision, but really it wasn't big because <laughs> niggas have been weighing our options about this decision for literally since the beginning of the time of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, drum roll, bitch. Okay. All I had in me, you know? <laughs> All right, so worship will be hence, henceforth and forevermore. I don't know about forevermore. We'll see, you know. Okay, as it, thank you. All right. Um, you know. We will be a bi-weekly podcast. Yes. Um, so that we can try to be a little bit more consistent. Yeah. Um, and, of course, when we made this decision two weeks ago, we didn't. <laughs> Like alert the presses and shit, <laughs> or post anything I on did. Instagram. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't see it. What did you post? I posted just saying like announcement. What was the post though? What D- was the- you can look at it, nigga. Like you can go ahead and since you're, a, you know, since the account is attached to you can, you know. Yeah. I just want to get spicy yeah. this morning. Uh, a little okay. peppery. A little peppery. <laughs> anyway, nigga. So, I'm not going to look it up, because fuck you. <laughs> so, um, yes, we will be a bi-weekly podcast, and um, yeah, so you can look for us in two weeks. Yeah. With that hotness. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I just want to move on. I don't know. Nigga. Yes. Um, well, I've done a few things. So I started going to therapy. Yeah. Amen. Um, I couldn't find a black queer male doctor. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, let me find a black woman doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, therapist. Um, that didn't work out for <laughs> multiple reasons. Um, and then, like, I got placed with a black male doctor. Mm. Um you just had black male mm-hmm. doctor and uh, uh i keep on saying doctor therapist um and yeah it's been like he's actually not bad kind of lit. yeah so that's cool um one thing i will say is that um i think my big lesson is patience mm-hmm. because my nigga i was ready to be like I i'm i'm good on you mm-hmm. sir because like after our first meeting like shit didn't change for yeah. me like I wasn't a brand new nigga. Yeah. I wasn't like a 180 brand new nigga. Right. So I was like, clearly this isn't working. So I need to stop going. Niggas just want overnight success. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. Put this shit in the microwave and uh, get me warmed up. Like, what the fuck is going on? So I was like, you know what, Andre? Let's um, let's so go ahead and lift. just a little, a tiny bit, you know, might be helpful. Um, so I just, I said, all right, well, I'll give him a few more chances. And, uh, so far he's been good. You know, he's been, yeah, he's been informative. He's been, you know, 
help me with direction. So that's cool. Um, I am, I told y'all niggas I was like, <laughs> how do I say it? I don't know, but I'm going to say it this way now. Gentle dating. So like, yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. kind of like, okay, you I know, like gentle dating. Yeah. Yes. Where did I get that from? It's kind of like a gentle release. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. A gentle, gentle date. Parenting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see. So yeah. Um, yeah. Gentle dating. Um, not at all. Um, putting my best foot forward. Okay. Don't know which foot is best either, so Hello. couldn't even do it. Um, but yeah, I've been. It's weird because I've been treating myself like I'm the prize, like nigga. And apparently, I guess niggas see it because, mm-hmm. like, of course, no yeah, yeah. So you know, um, I'm actually like talking to like this nigga who's like actually pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you given the reverse racist test yet uh absolutely so mm-hmm. past that that's shit good. we talk about um white people not being shit pretty often yeah. so that's cool um yeah so he's cool um and i'm enjoying whatever that is right now so that's cool um i have been visiting my mom a lot more yeah. often than i usually have mm-hmm. that i usually have i think see this is the wild thing and i'm realizing this when me and my mom aren't like living together, our relationship is like Absolutely. It's like like this. Absolutely. Like it's tight as fuck. Um and we talk a lot more yeah. and like Because you don't have the day to day like fucking nigga, why are you this way <laughs> to deal with about niggas anymore. Yeah. You can actually enjoy just niggas sharing space yeah. without having to figure out whose dishes are in the sink yes. or any of the bullshit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh like yeah, my mom. My mom. Uh, yesterday she went somewhere. She left the keys for me to go in and like just like hang out yeah. and shit. So yeah, I've been. <laughs> she had me come over and set up her Alexa. Um, <laughs> she, Is that the Amazon? Yeah, she, she really. It took her a few tries to realize that that was in fact not Siri. So if you're saying Siri, Alexa's not gonna answer. <laughs> And she's like, why isn't this working? I'm like, Ma, it's because her name is Alexa, so I don't... She's not... She's like, who are you talking to, nigga? I'm not... Like, so... That is so real, yo. Is this something that you got your mom, or is this uh, No, she got it from... I think my sister got it for her, but yeah. And she just said, hey, girl, and left. And that's it. And she said, let me call Andre. Indeed. So I drove over there just to help her with Alexa. And I drove over there the other day to like help her get some soil out of her trunk because she could have left it. Oh, Oh, God. Yeah, it's been really like dope just like being able to help my mom with like random shit. Yes. (laughs) Just having the the, um, ability to go over there just to do stuff. And she'll be like, oh, I made some porridge for you. My mom makes porridge, yo. Porridge. Cornmeal porridge. Like, she's a true Trini-ass woman. Um, yeah, so therapy, niggas, mama. Um, I think that's pretty much been it. Yeah. Oh, and I've been teleworking, so um, I've been able to save money and shit, mm-hmm. you know? So that's that's blessed, yeah. you know? Praise God Praise. on that. Um you know, taking these white people's money here for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been a kind of an upswing. So, yeah. 
especially with me like especially with therapy like that's been very helpful so yeah um i stopped at my mom's house on tuesday or wednesday of this week Mm -hmm. and um because i had to go up to um manassas to go to court traffic Mm -hmm. court Mm -hmm. um and when i was coming back I, i stopped by her house and um i also had this moment of like realizing that like as millennials like if we're gonna give our parents these gifts like technological <laughs> gifts technology yes. like we have to also calculate in the time that we need to take yeah. to make sure that they know how to yes. use the gifts because otherwise yes. they'll just sit yeah. in niggas living rooms yeah. until in, per- in perpetuity yeah. because niggas also the thing about black parents is they're not going to ask you to teach mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. how to do it they're just going to set set it in the corner and forget it even exists <laughs> So I um I got Netflix for my mom and I like uh I don't know when mm-hmm. I think around Easter mm-hmm. and um I think I've asked her twice like have you said that she's like no my computer says something about cookies and, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like well if you just download the app on your iPad you can um you don't have to worry about cookies you can just she was like, oh, okay. So I get there on, on Tuesday, and I'm like, did you put it on your iPad? She was like, no, but I'll, I'll download it now. <laughs> so she opens the web browser and types Netflix.com. I'm just like, mom. I'm just like, mom, what? This is not the app. <laughs> so I downloaded the app and I also showed, showed her that she can do the um, what is the thing where you can is it, it's not called mirroring it's called oh like um, being able to like transfer the image onto your TV onto your TV yeah I forgot what it's called but yeah I know anyway yeah, yeah that she could do that with and she was like oh <laughs> right my and look at all the kids, because my mom does daycare. Uh-huh. So I was like, she was like, oh, and they have a whole kids section. We're going to be watching a lot of movies. Um, so she finally, I love that. finally got that set up after nine years. <laughs> um, and I also just realized, it was in- it was so interesting. So my mom decided that she was going to write a children's book. And she showed mm. me the book. And I was just like, so emotional. It was so good. Um so 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 good um and we were just yeah it it was just a really good conversation and then my mom was talking about um so my mom is in a in a biker's club um wow for um for quite some time you know her ex-husband was a motorcyclist and um she's been in the club ever since Mm -hmm. um so she told me to come back to her room and um she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the motor- motorcycle convention or whatever, their annual thing. And I was like, why are you going? Like, you're not with uh, your ex-husband anymore. What's happening? She was like, I'm going to be seen, not to attend. And I was like, nigga, this is the way that I, this is why I am the way that I am. Because this that's how I dead ass be when I go out to places. I'm like, bitch, I'm, I'm going to be seen. Like, what I'm about to wear to Broccoli City today, nigga, I'm going to be seen. 
I'm uh, also going to see Cardi B twerk her pregnant pregnant ass on stage. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but oh I was just gosh. like, wow. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it now. It's so beautiful when you understand, like, when as your parents like open up to you more and you begin to understand more about yourself and like your mm-hmm. family and shit. That mm-hmm. shit is so lit. Yeah. Um. So that I visited my mom and I also started a new job this week. Mm-hmm. Um. Which has been very interesting, like, um, reframing my relationship to the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, because to this point, um, just teaching in, specifically thinking about my time teaching, um, there, there was a very real, um, extension of effort to like get to know my colleagues mm-hmm. who were all white um and in and, and an effort to be able to work with folks and get resources from folks when needed and mm-hmm. like you know be a support system and receive support yeah um but before i knew what was happening niggas just relegated me to the position of the safe black um (laughs) and decided that all of their like hipster racism should be imparted upon me and all that fun shit that happens when white people get real close and comfy yes god um so then um the remainder of my time as a teacher was me trying to avoid all of my colleagues by any means necessary <laughs> and that and i realized like in being in this new space that i am um in this new workplace um how stressful that was um and how that is not how a workspace should be ever yeah um so this new uh place that i'm working at um it has about seven or eight offices but they're only consistently like three folks there so it's a really quiet office. Mm-hmm. Um, two of my colleagues are queer folks. Um, there's one black queer woman who's 28 and um, my direct colleague, we work on the same program, um, who was actually a friend of mine before um, I got hired. Um, a white queer guy who I think is my only white male friend. <laughs> um, and it's just so interesting to, to experience, like to be walking through workplace, like through the workplace with the guardedness that I was used, I'm used to having mm-hmm. and like realizing that there is no purpose for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Qu- quick question. Was that the same job with that interview with that you that went on with that guy? That weird ass nigga. <sighs> so he, he actually just retired from, um, that position. Oh or- God. Yeah, resign. I don't know. I think retired, mm-hmm. honestly, because he's like seventy something. Oh, he retired from that position um, as of Thursday. So his last, well, his his last day was Thursday. Rather, he announced his retirement a while ago. Um, so the new uh, executive <coughs> director is a white woman who um, very reminiscent of a Hill, a Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm. I also just don't be feeling. I just white women, please. It's a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's it, it's just been really cool to see my relationship with the workplace change. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm in a space with folks that I feel like I can trust, and um, also people who understand that 
the workplace is for work and mm-hmm. like not for like running yourself down into the ground and like you do the work and if it gets done it gets done if it doesn't it there's tomorrow mm-hmm. and that's it so anyway that's where i'm at um oh and before we uh move forward y'all niggas can contact us at worship at gmail.com w-r-s-h-p damn it i said it wrong <laughs> jesus it is all right <laughs> Take a breath and just go back at it. Okay. You can contact us at Worship Podcast. I was like, that's short as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) At worshippodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on the Instagram, but apparently I know nothing about. (laughs) Also, Worship Podcast. (laughs) No? No, no. I was just thinking about the fact that you were like saying... Like and a drum roll. No, you were saying a drum roll, and niggas are listening like we knew. <laughs> <laughs> I was announcing it for me, y'all. I was announcing it for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, niggas. Oh my god. Okay, so um, that's whatever. Y'all know where the yeah. fuck to find us. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Because 90% of the time that y'all are interacting with us on social media, it's me. Just to let you know. Oh my god, that's so real. 99% of the time, y'all, if we're being honest. Oh my god, Christ. Alright. Oh, raw and honest. Here we go. Alright, it's time for the raw and honest. Yeah. (laughs) I just drank a Pepsi ass, yeah. <laughs> Y'all yeah. Know, you know what I can't get? I don't understand why no matter where I am in the world, white people insist on drinking Pepsi for breakfast. <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand. I also don't understand how <laughs> how niggas consistently find places that are serving Pepsi for breakfast. Well, I guess it's just a machine. So yeah, yeah, but also my my shit is always like seeing white people drinking diet coke. <laughs> oh, maybe it's diet coke. Diet it's coke. some brown ass but soda. F- yeah, but I feel like if like it's like if they're drinking diet coke, ninety five percent of the time it's with a cigarette. <laughs> like they go hand in hand with white people. If you're drinking diet coke, you're smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Most likely because your life didn't plan out how you wanted it to. So that's fine. But anyway. You're coping as, yeah. as you can. Yes. But anyway, so yeah. So raw and honest time, niggas. Uh, my raw and honest is something that I mentioned earlier um, um, about patients. So yes, I was, God. you know, I'm going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I realized. So first of all, my therapist has like said some things where I'm like, okay. Um, like he told me, for instance, you know, because I haven't really talked to a therapist about my breakup, um, after it happened, like I haven't talked to anybody for the most part, really. Mm -hmm. Well, like in a professional setting. The first breakup? Yeah. My only one. Oh, okay. Emma. Yeah. So I haven't talked to anybody about that. Um, talk to him, um, you know, explain the shit. Mm. And he, we came to the conclusion that I was more invested in the relationship than the person. Mm. 
Which I was like. Did you feel shaded or what? I was. Or were you like, bitch, don't read me? I was like. Grace time is out right now. Because, <laughs> like, here's, here's my thing, right? Very rarely does someone come to me and, like, reveal something that I didn't know about mm-hmm. myself or, like, mm-hmm. something I was doing. Bitch, and that's all the therapy is. <laughs> Be warned. Yeah. Yeah. And I. It caught me off guard because I was like, nigga, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. What? And then I was like, <laughs> and it was difficult for me to be like, yeah, you're right. right. Because I'm like, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. And I was not prepared for what you just said. And excuse me. Thanks. But yeah, so we came to, you know, the conclusion that I was more invested in the relationship than the person I was with. And after that happened, I was like, okay, well, when's the next thing? You know, when's the, what's next? You know? And we, you know, one thing that I realized is that, nigga, I'm not here for patience. Mm -hmm. I'm not here for, like, I swear, when I hear somebody say trust the process, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut your bitch ass up. Ain't Shut no process fucking process. Up, right. Bitch. Like, fuck you, me, process. <laughs> Nigga, process this. Right. <laughs> but, um, oh I realized that, yeah, my nigga, I'm very impatient. Like, that's not, yeah, I realized in therapy that I'm more impatient than I give myself credit for. Mm. Like, I'm not here for waiting for shit. Yeah. I'm here for, okay, well, cool. I wanted this. Oh, when I realized I want something, okay, where is it? You know, okay, I realized it now. Cool. So, why is it not here? Um, nigga, I had to wait a week. <laughs> Whack them weeds, bitch. Whack them. Your shoes, they whack. <laughs> Your haircut is whack. These bitches out here. Trying to make the neighborhood look good. You the one who wanted to have a brand Asshole. new studio space. <laughs> <laughs> you the one, nigga. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, um, so yeah, I. <laughs> so I forgot what the fuck I was saying. Fuck the process. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I think... should, we should have t-shirts that say "Trust the process" and then Cross "Trust out. Cross Towers." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, Jesus. Also, shout out to the pro- the process podcast by Jamila oh, in Austin. Ooh, amen. Uh, oh wait, I'm tripping. Anyway, <laughs> nigga, I don't be knowing shit. So okay. names, but yeah. So I'm like, okay, I realized I want something. Oh, this is what I was saying, <laughs> nigga. I waited two weeks, no, a week mm-hmm. for a haircut, and I was about to die. Like I was like. <laughs> I came in for a haircut that I actually scheduled on Monday for Thursday, and I wasn't able to get it. First of all, waiting from Monday to Thursday was like torture. Let's be clear about that. But then once I come in on Thursday, and I couldn't get it, and I couldn't get it from this man until he came back on Tuesday. That nigga didn't know he was going to be there on Thursday? No, he, yeah, no, I went there, he was like, book, like, it was a whole bunch of people there, and I had to, like, that was my first therapy appointment, I had to leave, because, yeah. you know, um, so. <laughs> okay, priorities, Yeah, I would've just been like, fuck that therapy See, <laughs> But here's the thing, I waited until, like, literally, I, 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 I Google second. mapped how long it took there, and 
I kept on looking until it got to the uh, the minute the where I needed to be minute. at there. I was like, oh, well, I need to leave now. All right, well, all right, I'm sorry. I can't. I, I got to go. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I waited. So I actually went and got the haircut yesterday, mm-hmm. which, nigga, when I found out I couldn't get that haircut on Thursday, I did my due diligence to seek out several other barbers because yeah. um, I was pissed off. I was like, I was so fucking mad that I couldn't get what I wanted when I wanted it. Um, that I was ready to just. I was telling, I actually told my therapist when I got there. I was like, I think I'm very angry. Like I'm a very angry person. Real, that's real. But like my anger doesn't come out how other people's anger come out. Because yeah. um, I was like, yo, when I found out I had to leave and I couldn't get the haircut. I felt like there's so many thoughts went through my head. I was like, yo, so a 7-Eleven is right there. They sell alcohol. I'm wearing this shirt. Don't really give a fuck about it. I could rip off a piece of this shirt. I got a lighter in the car. You know, yes. throw the small tall cocktail oh right in that barbershop yes. and walk away like um, Bernice. Is it Bernice on uh, Wooden Exit? Oh, just like nothing oh, happened. And drop, yeah. Or Angela Bassett's character. Right. And just walk off and uh, drive to my therapist's appointment. And uh, wait for the sirens to be outside the therapist. And he's looking out like, what's going on? I'm like, I think I know. But we can continue this appointment, you know, until <laughs> the they meantime. come. Yeah, until they come. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was so explaining weird. all this to him. So I was explaining how it's because, like, I wanted that fucking haircut yeah. at the yeah. time. And I, with all these things going on, mm-hmm. and me also realizing that, at 28, for real, for real, I'm pretty much starting over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Like, professionally, personally, everything. My nigga, like, it's g- from ground zero. Um, and looking at my peers, I'm like, yo, I should be a lot mo- a lot further mm-hmm. than I am. Especially because, like, these niggas didn't have to, like, st- well, at least my perceptions didn't have to start over like I did. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm like, yo, I should be a lot further. Mm-hmm. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. But ultimately, I had to realize that I need fucking patience mm-hmm. with myself. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, and there's, you know, the fact that I had to start over doesn't mean I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I have to have patience with myself and the process right. <laughs> that's happening, right. um, it doesn't mean that, like, it'll never get there. It just means that it's going to take a bit more time. And I need to just sit here and be like, okay, I'm making, I think that's, that I talked to you about small steps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, yeah, my nigga. So this is a theme right now. Me realizing that I have to take small steps and be okay with that and be patient and be, and be accepting of the fact that it'll take time. Like I was talking, yo, actually yesterday, my barber was like a mini therapist. Like, I was telling him, yeah, I was telling him how, yo, it took me, like, every paycheck, I try to save half my paycheck. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're, you're, you're ridiculous. Stop doing that. Um, Because I'm like, yo, I'm always broke. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always broke after my checks because I'm saving half and I'm paying my bills. He was like, yeah, I think you probably just need to take smaller steps. Mm -hmm. I I don't think, I think you're. He basically read me too, like basically saying, um, I am trying to rush the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm out here trying to save half a paycheck because I'm trying to catch up with time I think that I lost. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, yo, like, I think he's like what I, he told me that he used to just save 10% of his paycheck Mm -hmm. and he used to call it paying himself before he pays everything else. I'm like, nigga, 10%. Like, um, he was like, and he was like, yo, it'll add up over time. But the fact is that you need to be okay with the fact that it takes time Mm -hmm. for shit to build up. I was like, no, I'm not okay with that, but okay. But, but, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not okay with that. Fuck you. Like, what do you mean? I have to wait for shit to happen. Nigga, no. I'm going to save up a year's worth of salary in three months. In, in 12. And if I have to crawl to work to do it, then I will. If I have to go in tattered clothes, I have to go in sackcloth and ashes, I will. Um, <laughs> but with all that being said, I realize that I am doing such a disservice to myself. Because long-term um, progress that's sustainable doesn't happen in like these short un unstable actions you know um my nigga even as i'm saying this is giving me like hives or shit like i feel like i'm breaking out of hives because like i'm realizing that i have to be patient and i don't want to i do not want (laughs) to wait for this shit i do not want to i i do not want to um be saving up so little money so that I can like pay for my dental work and like because I want my dental work to happen tomorrow right. or like my plan was oh I want it to happen in like three or four months and I'm gonna save that's why I'm saving half my paycheck you know and I'm realizing that I'm doing a disservice to myself the fact that I'm out here saving so much of my money just to get this shit done sooner than later not because it won't get done right because i want it to happen now and i'm doing this at the expense of me basically having to stay in the house all the time when i don't want to it's it's wild the varied forms in which we find to punish ourselves um because i'm also just thinking about my deep commitment to finding an e- a, a faster way to do things and how I've literally wasted years of my life trying to find the Ain't faster that wild? way to do shit. Ain't that wild, Joe? That shit is fucking wild. <laughs> like years of unfinished shit that I could have just parceled out over yeah, and it would be the done by now. of a year. Yeah, yeah. And, and it would be done by now. It could have been done. Yeah. Seven times over, nigga. But instead, I'm trying to find this quick fix. I'm trying to figure out how can I get it done tomorrow? How can I miraculously wake up with this skill that I've wanted for seven years that I could have figured out in a year and a half? Yeah. Yeah. So that sort of is a great segue into my raw and honest Mm -hmm. of um, on our last podcast, uh, the thing that I was thinking through or like at the... (laughs) at the reprise part of the episode (laughs) i was talking about how i wanted to focus on being more present and Mm -hmm. focused um and at the beginning of the week before last um i realized um I, i think i was doing dishes and it came to me that I need to focus on completing one thing at a time. And that was like a huge ass revelation for me. 
Um, because I am a nigga who likes to have my, my hands in nine baskets at a time. Absolutely. And if I don't, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Um, and what often, okay, ends up happening is that I have eight to nine sources of, um, feeling, uh, what is the, what is the thing when you feel like you can't do it? incompetent Mm. um because i've tried to ration out my my focus and my energy and my time uh between these nine things uh and end up with nine things that are an eighth of the way done (laughs) you know and instead of just choosing one fucking thing to focus on yeah and it, it really goes back to this like bitch you need to just Trust the process, but fuck the process. Yeah, yeah. Um, you Low need key. to trust the process of this one thing at a time. Yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none. I think that literally, like, ugh. yeah. And um, so, so that was a thing that really hit home for me. And um, just generally, I've been trying to be more present, trying to. Um, also in conversations, I don't know mm. if I mentioned that on our last episode, but I find myself very often like being like, what am I like, what are niggas talking about right now? What is the expectation of my <laughs> engagement in this conversation? Because I just be like spacey as fuck sometimes. <laughs> um, but on, um, so I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I host an event called Black Fin Brunch. Mm-hmm. And I do all the photography and things for that event. Um, And I realized uh, probably a few months ago that I use my camera as a means of like, of like an opportunity to avoid moments of like having to be in conversation with folks. Yeah. Um, I also though use it as an opportunity to strangely enough to like, meet folks because mm-hmm. it's also like a hey you're mm-hmm. cute can i take a picture of you mm-hmm. um but it's also an opportunity to be like oh can't talk to you right now i'm photographing um it's kind of like being on your phone when you're in public yeah very much so yeah very much so a little bit more purposeful yeah. but still same idea yeah. <laughs> um so this particular brunch last weekend i um decided to be present and had some really great Ooh. conversations, nigga. Um, and uh, the photography took a hit. Like, <laughs> it was trash as fuck. So, you know, you can't win them all. But I had some bomb-ass conversations. Yeah. Um, again, photographs were indeed trash. Indeed. Um, because instead of, like, being at in the space that I typically am of I'm here to photograph and capture the moment I was like having in between really great conversations I'd be like oh man I haven't photographed so yeah. I'd like take my camera out take like 10 shots that are that were trash as fuck cause I'm like not focused and whatever um and then put my camera down for another hour um so yeah so I think that that also speaks to the fact that like when you are committed to a thing something else has to fall fall away yeah um yeah and and you know sometimes that doesn't feel great 
Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it doesn't feel great, but it is what it is. So, yeah. um, but, but the, the most important thing that I learned was, um, completing one fucking thing at a time. Um, and honestly, I held on to that for three solid days. Okay? <laughs> Look, an accomplishment. Three. Look, steps, my nigga. Three solid days before I fell off. Um, and um, so I look forward to getting back to that bitch. Amen. Amen. Um, but it's hard as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think we underestimate sometimes how small we have to make these steps. Mm-hmm. Like, so one thing that um, I've realized with, so I've been like, um, kind of talking, well, not not kind of, but like I've been talking to people who have gone vegan or and like reading stories about people who have gone vegan successfully for years. And there's always this one common thread. Always this one common thread. They say, um, in the beginning I gave up one thing. Yeah one thing and like maybe a month or two later i gave up another and then maybe like three months later i went ahead and did one day where i only ate meatless uh and dairyless things and then maybe another six months later i went to two days i can't imagine me going through this nigga no all or nothing nigga. all or fuck like i'm either eating bacon hamburgers Eating sea, sea tan fucking yeah. strips and and fucking seaweed uh, snacks like I, either or there's no in between but like these niggas say that they it like a lot of them over the process it took them two or three years to go mm-hmm. completely vegan and now they <laughs> and they've gone vegan completely and like it's been sustainable for them for like ten plus years. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing, or I realize, let's, let's be clear about me. I realize this is no longer something I'm contemplating. Right. Uh, because I think when I say I'm realizing, it gives me like this space, this out, this out to, to still kind of do the shit. <laughs> no, nigga, I fully realize what I need to do. <laughs> because not one of these niggas who have done this shit full, like, sustainably over the course of years has ever done a crash and burn cold turkey mm-hmm. it doesn't see it's it, not real. it does not work doing shit like deciding like doing something on a saturday and deciding to do 180 on sunday for the rest of your life <laughs> is going to it's going to kill you that is literally how i've approached every decision Nigga, you, i've made in my life me literally every single decision me as well Nigga. um so I realize completely that um, every time I do this, I'm gonna fail. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I still do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it still seems practical yeah. so, for some reason. Yeah, even though I know, nigga, the moment I, 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 the moment I start, I'm like, you know, this, like, I whisper in my own ear, you <laughs> know, this isn't sustainable, right? Yeah, I do, but I'm gonna try anyway. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna give it the good old college yeah. one more time. <laughs> Because you never know, you, you know, so I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and try it. So I I respect your opinion, okay? Um, and I'm going to go forth with God. Because God is on my side, bitch. Hey, God is over here like, look. <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> never met her a day in my life. But, yeah, like, we... I'm going to speak for me. Mm-hmm. I need to actually take these lessons that i have learned mm-hmm. and say bitch you know what yeah maybe you need to employ it but to me for instance like looking at the fact that i 
probably I'm saying probably mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep on giving myself an out yeah, you are. that the only way I'm gonna be able to like save money effectively right now for me yeah. is to start small <sighs> the side of the ancestors come on a thousand <sighs> but not just saving money like so many things in my life it's not gonna work unless I start small and I'm gonna waste literal years trying to go all or mm-hmm. all or nothing mm-hmm. <sighs> This is this is a lot to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much to swallow that my efforts are going to be trivial if I don't start like if I don't do what I know to do. Like this whole thing about that's why like I've been questioning this whole thing about if you know better you do better cuz they got no better. Mm-hmm. I completely know better. Why and do you all know it, better? Yeah, the, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Completely never. But like I'm completely and the thing is i'm completely capable of doing these things but i don't fucking want to it's completely because i do not want to do it i am avoiding it at all costs because i do not want to accept this and i wonder if that's tied up into thinking about what we deserve Hmm. what we think we deserve um and and just being like well If I if I had ten thousand dollars, I'd know what I would responsibly do with it. So I deserve to have it right now. Yeah. So I can do with what I need to do with it. Right. Or like But then realize Would you, you really though? <laughs> also, do you have the range to have to do you? <laughs> do you? And I keep us yeah, yeah, no. Cause again, I can have that plan laid out in twelve bullets. And sub points and all the shit and still slide it off to the side <laughs> when I'm looking at that ten thousand yes. dollars in my bank account, <laughs> bitch. I'm process. I, I, I so in addition to the importance of process and the addition in addition to the necessity of taking the time to, I think even build the appreciation for the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often it, it's also so important that. And I want to be careful because I don't want to entangle compassion for yourself with enabling yourself. Mm. But I think that there is a very yes. real piece of needing to be compassionate with yourself yeah. in allowing yourself to go through a process. Absolutely. Um, especially as a nigga who is not process uh, literate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, my friend Jamila um, and her partner Jackson are like trying to move towards zero waste living oh I don't know god if bless yes yeah and i'm just like Ooh. wow that seems really foreign <laughs> i just i just think about all of the plastic bags and the fucking <laughs> all the shit that I have it's in my so house. easy yeah it's, it's super so easy. easy and 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 her thing is like i it's far more important to me to live intentionally than, than to live easily and I'm just like, wow. And maybe that's the lesson we need to take out of this because it, it is so much more important to live a, a life that is intentional than, is. than most accessible. Because yeah. it's most accessible for both of us to do some shit that we can compact and make happen in 12 seconds. Absolutely. As, a, as opposed to making it happen over the 12 month period Absolutely. that it needs to happen in. Um, 
So I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. just thinking through that. And she, so I said that to say she has just been talking about how, um, you know, how important compassion for herself has been um, as she's going through this process of moving towards zero waste. Mm-hmm. Um, she was sharing uh, like, yeah, bitch, we didn't just wake up and be like, okay, we got to throw out all of these mm-hmm. You know, all of our plastic bags, all of our whatever, um, it's a process. And, like, we can't just wake up and be using mason jars for everything tomorrow. It yeah. just, that's not how life actually works. That hurts um, to hear. In real life. Uh, um, I would literally love to spend a Saturday shopping for everything that I need <laughs> and then Sunday do it for the rest of my life. That's what I tend wow. to do with things. So, yeah. <laughs> God, like, I got everything. I got everything <laughs> for this new, new life. life. <laughs> <laughs> for my new life that begins tomorrow, bitch. But not if I fuck up one thing. No, then it's then it's the next day, <laughs> nigga. Annie said that shit. Tomorrow is always a day away. Because god damn it, if you don't cross every eye, uh, wow. <laughs> right. Let's end this podcast because I fucked up. So yeah. <laughs> It's, oh, yeah. fuck. it's a trash way to live. It is. And it's not compassionate. It's not. And it's not allowing yourself to be human. And just none of the things. None of it. So, like. How are we trying to heal, nigga? Are we trying to heal? Are we? Or are we, like, trying to. Like, what the fuck are we doing? We're trying to punish ourselves. We are self flagellating right now. That's what the fuck is happening. Oh, my God. Revelations happening in the real time, nigga. Whoopity scoopity poop. Alright, so this is raw and honest. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna punch Kai in his damn face <laughs> if I ever see him. Kelly and Hands Kanye. on sight. <laughs> I'm gonna just drop this album for free. And I'm gonna still find a way for y'all niggas to pay for it. Because yeah. y'all niggas will pay yeah. for it. Do you notice that like, a lot of artists have been doing a thing where they'll release their whole album on YouTube? Like the day that it's oh, yeah. released? What is that about? YouTube is a platform. <sighs> That's interesting. That's weird. Alright, welcome to the Church of and I got a Bible verse. Come on, nigga. You better do this shit. I, I am so proud. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll look up a Bible verse. She's going to Google Bible verse of the day and just read whatever the fuck comes up. I actually Googled Dyke Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> right now I see Van Dyke Bible. Van Dyke version. No, I just want some Dyke. Some Dyke Bible verse. Okay, well, here's the first Bible verse that came up. Alright, Saints, if you are ready. Can, can I get this in English, bitch? What is this? Lesbianism. Alright, here we go. Joshua 1 and 9 reads But I command you stresses and encourages not afraid neither that this made for lord your god <laughs> what is this y'all's king 
James Worthen. What is this? Okay. Look at that. Oh, God. This is the Arabic room. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get out. What, is, what did I say? Joshua 1 and 9? I wasn't listening. Okay. Joshua 1 they need to have a dark Bible and this won't have to, have to happen alright here we go Joshua 1 and 9 this is the my favorite the new international version <laughs> got the power ain't no power have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go So, let's talk it out. Let's talk it out, Saint. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> I see. I no, brought that's forth not how it the goes. word of God. No, no that's not how <laughs> it goes. The word of God was brought forth, and it is always interpreted by the the forebearer, whatever. <laughs> forebearer. I don't fucking know. Whatever. The nigga who bears that shit. So look, I'm gonna read this one more time for the saints in the back. <laughs> Joshua meaning herself because she wasn't nine. even listening while she was reading it <laughs> Joshua 1 and 9 reads have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you where'er you go where'er um it's pretty straightforward to me, saying. Yeah, yeah. You chose the most straightforward. Per, uh, I mean, that's what happens when you search for the Dyke Bible verses, okay? Um, what does God say about lesbianism? Anyway? Come on, what is it saying about them lesbians? Lesbians. So this has been your church affirmation? <laughs> I will not. Do you hear me? I will fucking not. We shan't. You hear me? No. We I shall say one thing that I I'm reminding myself of. Well, I reminded myself of this past week around fear, um, specifically fear of an outcome mm-hmm. or response to something that you're doing. Um, is that I would much rather invest energy in the wonder of a possibly great positive wonderful response to Mm -hmm. something that i do then invest that energy in thinking about how a request i make is going to get turned down or how someone is going to respond um negatively to something Mm -hmm. that i request or do or say um same amount of energy and just a simple option to say i'm going to actually invest this in the possibility the wondrous possibility of of the universe co-conspiring with me and shit just being like yeah of yeah. course bitch we yeah. want to affirm you um so once again that involves being intentional whoop. as opposed to just living just let, easily letting whatever happen happen yeah because yeah. that it's easy to like just be like all right well let me to think about all the to, fucking yeah. awful shit yeah. that can happen yeah. um yeah we i think yeah you read something a few podcasts ago about like we um, this, uh, writer said we, uh, we, uh, um, what was it like? We only ourselves to death or it was oh, something yeah, around. We, 
We just and only. We yeah. just and only ourselves to death. Mm-hmm. Um, like we reject ourselves before anybody has a yes. chance to. Yes. Um, and like downplay ourselves before anybody has a chance to because it's like that preemptive strike. So mm-hmm. nobody. It's like. I'm not gonna let you kill me. I'm gonna kill me. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. 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 And then <laughs> the nigga's like, I had no intention of killing yeah, you no. anyway. But I was just gonna give you a piece of pound. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. But uh, you can't you now because you're dead. Nigga, you so know, you got the blade. <laughs> <laughs> your neck already. So. Oh God, that's so real. Um. um yeah. Anything but, uh, else you want to add to this? I think uh, when it comes down to it, fear, um, or courage rather, I think it can look. Fear can or courage can sometimes uh, resemble fear, in like these ways where. Um, like <laughs> these damn sucks. Dude. <laughs> like courage can I feel like the, the manner in which we view courage or like symbolism is like, you know, this kind of big, um, overpowering, kind of like roaring lion type of shit. Like it's just it's it's like taking everything over. And sometimes courage can just be like very gentle and very um, understated. Mm-hmm. And because we're not, because we, because I think when we're thinking of courage, we're thinking of it as in opposition to something. Mm-hmm. It has to like overtake something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like courage can like just be, when courage is standing on its own and not trying to, um, or not like battling with something, I think courage is very gentle and very understated, like I said, and very like courage is more of a whisper than like a roar when it's um and it's like most perfect form to me, so yeah, amen. amen. That has been trudge affirmation. <laughs> Dyke Bible verses. Get you some now or get yourself dated. <laughs> Nigga, you okay? That was your stomach? <laughs> oh my fuck. That was like a little cat outside or something. A sad cat. (laughs) Okay. So, um, welcome to the next segment. It is called... I don't know where I was going with that. All my niggas in the whole wide world. Yes! What is this Um, about, It is about... It used to be formerly called Dating in Socks. And socks. Um, but now we incorporate all of the relationships that we have mm-hmm. because, nigga, um, r- romantic relationships are not the most important. Um, they're Sorry. not, I mean, you know, they are important, but, you know, they're not more important than other ones. So, nigga, in, you know, incorporate them shits as well. That's Amen. Nice. So, uh, my, uh, my shit for this week, I talked about, you know, the fact that I'm doing gentle dating, um, which is cool. Um, nigga, actually, I think I talked about all the the little relationships that I'm having in my fucking introduction. Well, nigga, I think you I need I to did. plan better. <laughs> See, when I get to talking, 
Um, yeah, so, like, gentle dating is lit because it's, like, minimal output for, like, the effort you're getting. So, that's cool. Um, nigga, I really shouldn't be thinking about this shit as, like, a business transaction, but here the fuck we are. We're in the year of our lower 2018, and, uh, you gotta charge these niggas, Mariah Carey style, if they uh, waste your time. This really needs to be a thing. But anyway, um... Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is happening with the niggas in my world? Um, yeah, I told y'all about my mama. Love my mama. She's such a, she's becoming such like a granny. It's so cool. Um, but they call her Guagua. That is so fucking Guyanesian. You are a Guyanese ass nigga. But my mom is Trini, though. Oh, just kidding. I mean, my dad is Guyanese, though. Just kidding. It's in the blood. It's It's in the blood somewhere. So, yeah. um, They call her Guagua. And she's like... I'm kidding. Guagua. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. But, yeah. Also, um, we find... uh, Oh, my sister. I told you. I don't know if you niggas know that, like, my sister's pregnant. Yes. Yes. She's doing October. Yes. That is like nigga. Um, when you do, when your baby coming, nigga. You know my grandma came up, rolled, rolled up on me, and had the nerve to say, "When is your dad getting some grandbabies?" And I said, "Who is gonna pay for these babies?" <laughs> these she adults chuckled. really be forgetting that for these niggas require money. Money, like, not just Christmas gifts, right? Because y'all niggas like to give a Christmas Where's my gift? fund? Yeah. Where's this fun that y'all put together for this child? Then we'll think about it. Yeah, um, yeah so my sister's pregnant. She's doing October. Um, yeah, she has a doctor's appointment on Tuesday, you know, to hear the heartbeat and all a bunch of other stuff. So that's cute. Um, yeah, my nigga, it's just, I think it's lit because I am, it feels like I'm getting more personable with people or like, or like, not personable. Um, I'm getting because like I was trying to avoid the closer word, but I guess it's closer mm. because I'm not more intimate. Sure. And um, and that that's was a not from last podcast, huh? That was one of your quotes from last podcast. It last was. Mm-hmm. And um, wow, that happened quickly. Yeah. I put it out in the universe and universal sock it back to you so yeah that's you know i'm just and the thing about it is that i'm just doing i think this is the approach for shit just do shit gently and patience like just having patience with it and um yeah making small steps definitely yeah it's so real yeah my nigga um last i think last episode I was talking about my dad mm-hmm. um, and how I was trying to figure out. Uh-huh. Um, so, was it Thursday or Wednesday night? Um, I realized that I just like needed to get out of my house. Mm-hmm. Like, I needed it was it was about eight o'clock <laughs> p.m. and uh, I was like, I need to get outside. Mm-hmm. So I went outside and I decided that I was going to walk to my ramen spot, which is a forty-minute walk each way. <laughs> That's fine, my But nigga. I was like, look, bitch, I want ramen. I want to be outside. <laughs> this works. Yes. Um, so I walked to the ramen spot um, while listening to uh, AJ Marie Brown's How to Survive the End of the World podcast. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really has nothing to do with this. But anyway, <laughs> um, as 
as I was walking back home, um, did I, well, whatever it, it, it hit me that, um, oh, we could make, um, a, what is it called? A screen printing press because my dad is a making ass nigga and I want to be able to print t-shirts and posters and shit. Um, so I text him and he was like, yeah, sounds like an, sounds like a plan. Um, and I was like, well, I have, I found some building plans for a wooden one. He was like, you sure you don't want a metal one? Because that would last longer. And I was like, well, I don't, like, I was about to text him like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like that's, that seemed like a lot. And I'm like, this nigga is building a whole ass house. (laughs) Like what the fuck is a a metal screen press, screen print press. Um, to this nigga. So right. we're gonna make that. Amen. I'm so excited because now I'll just get to make shit. Yeah. Like, hopefully I'll actually do it and not just make it and then it just sit there. That's my right my, in my that hope. corner. Right. Right. Um, but I'm excited and Amen. I also um I haven't texted him yet, but I wanted to text my brother um about making canvases. So I didn't I didn't know until this past week that you could like buy canvas on a roll mm-hmm. um and make your own canvases mm-hmm. like stretch them across a frame. And my my brother is also very handy so I was like, "Hmm, this could be something that we do." Yeah. Cuz I've uh I've been wanting to make large paintings mm-hmm. recently. Um so I think that that'll be something that my brother and I do. Amen. So this is me being uh a nigga who's trying to connect with my niggas and also yeah. I want to make more art. So yes. <laughs> Help me make win, more win. art. Win, win, win. Yes. Amen. Um, so that's been amazing. Um, being more present in conversations or at least trying to has mm-hmm. been really amazing. One thing that I've been really focusing on um, in my interactions with folks is slowing down and doing the what are they called pleasantries i don't know the like small talk how are you doing how you know that shit Mm -hmm. because i am so quick especially in my like with the shit that i do with black femme brunch Mm -hmm. and any other like businessy or whatever thing that i'm doing i'm often like okay where's the question in this text you just sent me here's the answer here are my questions about the question that you asked me Uh instead of you know first saying hey it's good to hear from you um here's the answer yeah um you know all that shit so again doing this intentional work instead of doing what's easiest is really slowing me down and i'm just like oh my god why the fuck do niggas do this swear. Swear. <laughs> why the fuck do i need to say hi to your ass or good morning <laughs> I, you watch the office I just tried to start watching it. Tried. And, um. It wasn't. You have to keep I'll watching. I'll continue. You have to keep watching. I'll continue. It's so good. Yeah, I'll continue. It's so good. <laughs> There's this one episode where niggas are trying to teach Dwight how to be more gentlemanly. <laughs> and Nigga. they're like, nigga, how? you could, like, say good morning. <laughs> good morning. And, uh, good evening to people. And he was like, I see y'all niggas every day. Can I just say good month? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yo, that's so real. 
relatable. Good month. Good month. Um, so yeah, slowing down and also connecting with folks in a way that I can. And my mom dropped this mean ass gem, yo. So my mother was talking about her relationships in her life and she was talking about how, so my mom was adopted, um, at six days old. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what the, the children's book that she's writing is about. Um, and just how how being a part of a family that didn't have to have you, um, that chose you because they deeply desired your presence in their life, um, and how that forms your view on family um, and the importance of those folks in your life. Um, because you could have otherwise been completely without any folks that cared and intentionally wanted you in their life yeah. um, as someone who um, could have not been adopted mm-hmm. um, completely shapes your relationship to your perception of family. And she was talking about how, um, how she thought that many of the relationships in her life didn't work because for many of the folks that she was in relationships with family was an option for them. Mm-hmm. Um, family was not something that um was an integral part of their life Mm -hmm. um or they hadn't been yet in the space of having to um be the primary caretaker for someone who has been integral in their life um and for me just thinking about my again my relationship to my family and how i just feel so distant from them Um, how that is kind of a privilege of being a biological member of my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and also not a privilege that I want to hold on to. Like, I don't want to feel like my family is an option. Um, I want to, you know, really engage my family deeply and, you know, no, be included in the mess and the stress and the you know good shit and whatever. But I yeah. want to be um, in my family yeah. deeply, deeply immersed in my family in in the way that my mom is in hers. Um, so yeah, just good shit yeah. all around. So. I feel that because like thinking about my dad's side of the family, mm-hmm. um, that like we we were always like an option that was not taking up mm. taken up it was something that okay they're there but we'd rather not right and that definitely is something that makes you it, it you know it 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 changes the way you value things yeah. you know yeah. um yeah and especially being in a place with biological family and realizing at a young age that they would rather not engage with you. That's a hard thing to accept or a hard thing to like realize as a young child, um, realize like, why, why is your grandmother never by your house? You know, why is, um, your aunts, why is it only your mom's side of the family? Like, why are they the only ones visiting? Um, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Personal healing practices for your everyday life. Don't be trife. Think twice. (laughs) (laughs) 
So this is the personal healing practices segment um, where we talk about um, something that got us through the week, um, something that helped to sustain our mental health, our physical wellness, our spiritual healing. Um, And I think for me this week, um, that thing was twofold, but in the same same little cute little pocket of love um one was being around high school students again Mm. um so the this new gig that i'm doing um i am working with high school students and they are my favorite group of humans to work with amen i love them so much and it's mostly black girls um amen it's so fun um and just Oh, I just love I just love working with young black girls because they just be knowing all the shit. <laughs> they know it all. They have all the roadmaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so that and also what I was saying before about having this new perspective of what it means to be in a workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do know um, that part of it is that I am working with this white man who was like why would i not count my hour lunch as part of my working hours <laughs> bitch how i'm gonna work if i don't eat this is my service to y'all niggas like <laughs> i i just what? appreciate the way that wow i appreciate the way that this nigga thinks about work wow um and i also know that if i were to come up into this place with these politics and these thoughts and these conceptualizations around work I would also be looked at sideways. Yeah. Um, but fuck it. Mm-hmm. Whatever we hear now. And it's it's just radically shifting how I think about like what does it mean to work? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think in a lot of ways, and I've said this before, black folks try to play by rules that we will never that will never allow us to win. If we play them right, if we the play goalposts. them right. right if Keeps we it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, so at least play by a role that is sustainable. Yeah. And I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, and I just appreciate the way that he approaches, um, engaging with these young folks. Um, I think I'm in a point in my life where I'm out of, I've, I'm out of talking about people's wokeness and using the word woke or whatever, Mm -hmm. but he... He is very aware of his whiteness Mm -hmm. and um, actually when he started working for the program, he reached out to me for like some pointers and tips and things. Um, But the way that he implemented them, I was like, nigga, you was really listening. (laughs) I appreciate that. So it's just hella cool. It's it's cool as fuck. Um, Wow. It's it's just really great. I'm not used to white. I I don't think I've met a white person like that. So I can't. No, it's weird. And I'm like, <coughs> my antennas are up as fuck. Because I'm like, <coughs> something's going to happen. Oh, something's going to happen, just nigga. You're going to fuck up. And I'm going to be like, uh, I knew it. But, you know, just just going to just gonna invest that energy into the magnificent right. wonder of expecting greatness. Right. And, and he, But he also seems like the type, or in your perception, does mm-hmm. he seem like the type that if he does fuck up, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, bitch, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. See, I'm not you see, like, if I were to meet a white person mm-hmm. or something like that, if they fucked up, they'd be like, Well, I was trying and, to yeah. And you'd be like, Oh, okay, well, there it is, girl. Yeah. See, yeah. I can Yeah. Now he does have his white moments. Like of course. I, I mean 
So there was, because there's this whole thing of like, you know, when black celebrities fuck up, white people like to dispose of them or whatever. That, I'll be, whenever that happens in a white person, I'll be like, mm. right, right. And, and this didn't happen particularly, but he did have, you know, shit to say about Kanye. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I feel like because it was Kanye, I just didn't feel any type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it had been some other shit, I would be like, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, to an extent, though, like when I was like seeing um, people quoting white celebrities talking about Kanye West, like way back in the year, like mm-hmm. talking about he being a piece of shit, be like, oh, oh look, they knew. I was like, <sighs> here go y'all. We need a white person to cook out ass niggas. Me, there's your validation, guys. <laughs> Okay. Not the <laughs> fact that he's just being at. shitty right. right here, or he, you know, his been, yeah. This is what y'all was looking no. for for your Yeah. I'm glad she said it. Great. Yeah. Perfect. No, that's wonderful. <laughs> okay, so what has been your personal healing practice or practices? Once again, I think I talked about everything <laughs> in the first 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> therapy, my nigga. Therapy yes. has been fucking helpful. Oh. Um, having an objective, like, person to just kind of sit there um but also just like realizing that my therapist isn't the only therapy i can have like my barber was yo i was like this nigga is about some shit he's speaking over my life Mm -hmm. some good shit um and realizing that um you know there there are times where someone where, where I don't always have to be, like, expecting the worst out of niggas mm-hmm. and realizing that the most unexpected sources will have niggas, like, speaking over your life mm-hmm. some good shit. Like, I did not expect my barber, like, a barber or a barber that I just met to be, like, that positive and that, like, just affirming. It was so dope. Yeah, um, yeah between my actual therapist... Huh? It's beautiful. Huh? Shape up. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he did. He did good. I was. Yeah, but yeah, between my actual therapist and this nigga speaking good shit. Yes. Um, and me with that happening, I'm like, yo, I'm normally not in a position where niggas are giving me advice. Mm-hmm. Like niggas tend to contact me, mm-hmm. I guess, for advice, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, nigga, I don't know what I'm doing, but sure, here's Here, some, here's some here's shit. Some things. Um, and yeah, I guess it works. That I'm not gonna use for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I know that works. Yeah. But uh, you can have it. I'm gonna see you progress. <laughs> right. With and the I'm shit be, that I know. I'm gonna be running in place, bitch. Might hit a backwards pedal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so being able to speak my shit unfiltered and like having someone be like, yeah, I feel you. And this is a way you can engage these things in a better way. But, you know, you're okay. Mm-hmm. This, just let's shift mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. That's been helpful. Yes. Extremely helpful. Yes. Yes. Oh, Amen. Well, this has been a personal healing practice year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nikki. <laughs> Put it in the hole. I'm oh, so fucking tired of you. Nikki. <laughs> that shit is so specifically gay black porn. It's 
so wild too. I'd be like, how y'all, y'all niggas got a like a certified way that you have to say nigga and gay black porn. This this deacon ass dad. Oh my god. This is when the deacon This is when they start talking about gays and trips. <laughs> You know who I also taught you? I didn't know we were recording. Goddamn! Um, <laughs> do you know who I who I saw on? Take your time, Saint. I feel offended. Do you know who I saw on uh, on on Tinder? Give me a moment, Kevin Hart. No. <laughs> that would be the good one, though. But even if I did see Kevin Hart, there, if I saw Kevin Hart on Tinder, right. it would raise some questions. Right. But I saw Todrick Hall. And. Did you swear by Please don't No, the right. fuck I didn't. Oh. I think the worst part about that is that he was verified on Tinder. That's weird. Can, I didn't know you could be verified didn't on Tinder. Did he have a whole white girlfriend? I thought he did. Uh oh. Maybe they're looking for play. There's disaster. Or maybe, yeah, paradise. it's probably done because it seemed like he was single. Like he didn't mention anything. He just he you mentioned. You were in DC and you saw Patrick. Patrick is in DC. I don't know. I don't think even think it said a mileage away. Nine thousand. No, there was a short. Uh, this was a while ago, but it was like a short radius. Radius, mm-hmm. and he just popped up, and I was like, "That's weird." I was like, why? First of all, he doesn't like black. Did you see that video of him explaining himself? I'm trying to remember. I just remember. Maybe I remember him talking about it. Yeah, it was. Or I'm not remember him talking about it, but I remember other folks talking about it. Yeah. There were these two gay black um, YouTubers talking about Todrick just being a coon or whatever. And he addressed it um, in the most. Colorblind. I only date white people, but (laughs) I'm not going to say it like that. I'm going to find a different way to say it. The, the things he say, he's like, I have I, have I mostly dated white people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have I also dated other colors? Yes. But he said the the you know the shit that you see in the in the white bingo car on the white bingo car Bye. like like Bye. get oh, the fuck out. But if we said it. In the it reverse way, racist. it would be like there would be racist. an uproar. I'm like, don't. There is a script that you. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Todrick, suck a white dick. Todrick. I'm actually saying something like, saying something that you want to do. So I don't even know how to insult you, sis. I feel Um, like Todrick, Todrick is a very, I'm going to not call this this whole ass name a white name, but that's a whole ass Chet ass name. Absolutely. That is something that a white mother. A black woman was like, look, 
I can't. I, I unfortunately have to have this nigga baby. But Susan Karen, I need to come to you because I need to consult you on what you would name your white child. Yeah. If if you were having one right now, and she was like, you know what, Cassandra, I'll get back to you, sister. And she did. And you know what she got back to her she with? She came her with a few names. And Todd was were, on the top of that list. They were all Todd based, though. <laughs> Todd based names! So, oh my god! The first one was Toddathan. Toddathan, God! <laughs> the second one was Todry. Todry! Todry! If you don't. Oh my god! The th- <laughs> the the third one was Toddyul. There was a Todd to you. <laughs> Todd to you. <sighs> a Todd Toddifer. <laughs> y'all y'all gather your white friends around, please. Get get them together because they they need this moment. This is this is the cookout that I'm yeah, inviting your white yeah. niggas to. A Todd work right here. <laughs> God, but, but, <laughs> okay, and they they settled on Todrick, so there's that. Todrick and Todrick were Todrick, a close tie. I feel like she was having twins, but you know, she's not going to deal with one the, black baby. <laughs> that other Todrick is out there somewhere. I mean, Todwick. Wait, what was the other one? Todwick. Todwick is out there somewhere. Oh, just looking for Todrick. <laughs> and he's ignoring him every day. Black bitch. Which. <laughs> Enough black bitches in my family. born with the name Todrick, like you have to be born with like the anti-blackness manual it, in your hand. Nigga. Just come out. Just it is it. imprinted on your DNA. <laughs> oh my god. How did that just become a thing? I have no idea. My god. But it's a blessing. It is. Yes. And um, so now we're at um, the obligatory pay your time. No. The obligatory payment of tithes. Nigga. Pay your obligatory nonsense. tithes. Play, pay non- your obligatory nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> we are paying your obligatory nonsense. Dust. Absolutely. Nigga. Yes. <laughs> and um, a story that I want to talk about is the story that um, came up on my news feed probably about two days ago. Um, about these, this team of three black girls that entered a NASA competition, um, I believe it was called Goddard or something. Um, y'all, you know, niggas don't be really knowing all the details. So just bear with me. Mm -hmm. I got the high points. Okay. If you want to look into it, look into it, bitch. Google black girls, NASA competition, Goddard, some shit, bullshit, bullshit. Actually, their team name is... Um, Hidden Figures 2018. So look Amen. that shit up um, instead. I'm just glad it wasn't Hidden that. Fences. You said Amen. what? Hidden. I'm just glad it wasn't Hidden Fences. <laughs> What's that again? Oh Some my white god! Bitch. Yes, several. Some white bitch. Several white Hidden bitches. Fences, just. God. 
Anyway, uh, there's so it, it is just so easy to read whiteness. <laughs> it's just so easy. Wow. Okay, so there's this competition. It's some NASA ass shit. The one team that enters from DC is a team of three black girls, brilliant, doing the shit. The competition is decided with a public vote. So, of course, Black people being Black people, um, there was this group that I'm actually a part of on Facebook called Black Women Who Plan and Create, or maybe it's Create and Plan, and it's basically, like, a group for Black women who bullet journal, who, like, just like to plan out shit, Mm -hmm. okay? Because that's typically a very white space, as is anything. So that space is really awesome in that it's Black women talking about, like, the specific idiosyncrasies of being a black person who needs to think through budget planning, uh, daily planning, weekly planning, thinking about how your family fits into it because a lot of us take care of family members and that conversation doesn't happen in white planning spaces. Anyway, mm-hmm. they get hold of or get they get word of these three black girls who are competing in this competition and they like, look, we niggas, they niggas. These are baby niggas. We need to support them. <laughs> so they begin to start mobilizing folks around this public voting competition. And um, before you know it, these babies have 78% of the vote. Mm. Of a public vote. Public. Public vote. Um, that's how the competition works. Mm-hmm. You vote on whichever idea you like the most. Boom. You win. Yeah. The day, a day later, or I don't know what the timeline is actually, but the day that I found out about the story, um, the headline said, um, you know, team of black girls who are winning NASA competition suddenly have no votes. So what had happened (laughs) was... um, NASA was like, well, um, there has been some tampering with the public voting process. Um, some, uh, what is the, what are the words? Just, just tampering with Mm -hmm. the voting. Mm -hmm. Um, and if by tampering, you mean niggas was participating in a public vote. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, there was tampering. Yeah. So they were like, oh, but we know exactly what the numbers were and what the results were before this destruction or tampering of, of results occurred. This influx of niggas. Right. Hello, an <laughs> influx of niggas. And this just made me think about like the early internet not the early internet i guess the i don't know like mid-2000s internet mm-hmm. early mid-2000s internet around youtube time i don't know maybe 2005 was youtube which okay yeah yeah, yeah. so like my middle school high school mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. um when very specifically i remember because my mom does daycare and things that there would be white mothers in the neighborhood who would enter their kids in Gerber baby competitions and shit. And my mom would get emails from Karen Elizabeth down the fucking street. <laughs> like, hey, I'm in I'm entering little Kenneth in 
in, into the Scrapper Baby competition. Please go vote for them. You can vote once a day. And Karen Elizabeth would mobilize all of her white-ass stay-at-home moms to send this email to 5,000 of their white-ass stay-at-home mom friends and vote every goddamn day until Kennethin was on a fucking bottle of peach baby food. (laughs) And I just remember being like, wow, if black niggas could do this, Mm -hmm. like, we would be on everything because black babies are fucking beautiful. But it doesn't matter if you don't have the numbers. But then... But niggas then. had the nerve to figure out the internet yes. and use it to their advantage in the same way that Karen Elizabeth and Kenneth were. <laughs> and and the internet and all of the whiteness was like, actually, skirt, skirt, skirt. <laughs> nah, actually, y'all are doing it wrong. So we got to change the rules. And I am just brought to this place of one. One, I, I'm, I know I said this on a previous episode. One, we just got a lot of white people. Point blanket, period. We can't play by these niggas' rules. Yeah. Because they will never actually be steadfast or sturdy in any way. Nope. For, as applied to us. Nope. So we just got to lie to these niggas and keep it pushing. Yeah. Two, we need to continue to think about creating beyond the opportunities that whiteness presents us with. Mm. Cause there will never not be a moving target. Wolf on Wall Street, nigga. Like <laughs> niggas literally, instead of punching their car, they just had to sniff a line to enter work. What kind of fucking like shit what in the actual fuck? <laughs> niggas got a hold of a little pinky nail of cocaine. Just a bit. Now everything gotta be locked down, jail time increased by 700%, bitch. Like, and then, like, what you were saying Mm -hmm. was just about how once niggas realize, oh no, this is really having an impact on white Mm -hmm. communities, now we gotta, we gotta taper back a little bit. Just we gotta tad. be more compassionate about this. Just a tad. White people really name their children Tad, too. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. White people will name their children literally anything. Any- <laughs> and they talk about... Alright, moving on, because I My can't... My God. My God. Yeah, there's so many... Yeah, nigga. This may be a reach, and it may sound hotepy, but like, I, I thought... Are, wait, are you about to save the niggas... Uh, chose to be a slave no 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 i was gonna talk about you know like kind of like the moving target thing um but you know thinking about how um you know the emancipation proclamation happened happened like 1865 Mm -hmm. or 1863 niggas a lot of niggas didn't even know until 1865 because the shit just didn't get to them Um, and then, you know, basically... Wait, they, wait, wait. You said niggas didn't find out until 1865? Like, I thought it was written in 1865. I, I thought it was 1863. Hey, y'all. Janae here. Um, just checking in and taking a quick pause to let y'all know that I really don't know shit. Dre was correct. During the American Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation on September 22nd, 1862, with an effective date 
of January 1st, 1863. It declares all slaves to be freed in the Confederate States of America in rebellion and not in Union hands. And then on June 18th, 1865, Union Army General Gordon Granger arrived at Galveston Island in Texas with 2,000 federal troops to occupy Texas on behalf of the federal government. On June 19th, 1865, standing on the balcony of Galveston's Ashton Villa, Granger read aloud the contents of General Order Number 3, announcing the total emancipation of slaves. Hence, Juneteenth. So, I learned a thing. Um, niggas was supposed to be free two years before they actually realized that they actually were. So, thank you, Dre, for knowing some shit. Whatever. Whenever it was done, there was like two or three years after yeah, niggas yeah, were yeah. like still enslaved because they didn't hear the news. Right. Um, and to think about that and then think about like by the early 1900s, no, just going back, like the fact that they quote unquote freed us, which basically was them saying, all right, niggas, well, y'all good luck (laughs) because they didn't give us nothing. They just told us, Hey, go ahead and uh, do what you do. And they had no expectation of us to do anything and think by Nigga, less than 50 years later, there are niggas in Oklahoma with whole entire businesses, thriving millionaires, better than white people. Right. To the point where it was like, oh, well, we didn't think that, so let's burn that shit down. Right. Like, it's always, damn, we didn't think they would do that, so let's fuck it up. It's always, let's fuck it up, because we didn't think they would be able to do what they're doing. So real. So many instances of them just not thinking we can do something, and we'd be like, "Actually, yeah, nigga," and they'd be like, "Well, damn, uh, nigga, that's fucking Black Panther." How long? <laughs> like, I thought about that shit for literal months after Black Panther mm-hmm. came out. Is it? How are we in the months space? February. Yeah, so two yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been thinking about it since February. <laughs> <laughs> that like. The literal hard and fast rule around why niggas are not in movies, why mm-hmm. there are no nigga movies mm-hmm. that hit mainstream, mm-hmm. is because nobody will go and see a nigga movie. Yeah. A whole fucking nigga movie is like the most, the high, one of the highest fucking grossing films ever. Ever. It's like number three. Like it, shit is, it, that, that bitch passed nigga, Titanic. It said, nigga, actually, Titanic girl. Shit is how long we've been living under this the the fucking guise of this lie. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't think we ever believed, no. but I don't know that we I th- practice or have yeah. or have harnessed the agency to prove it wrong. Yeah. Because white supremacy right. has created all of these smoke screens barriers, and shit. smoke yeah. screens, hurdles yeah. to us actually being having access to prove that it's a fucking falsehood. Yeah, yeah. But that shit is why... Because that, like... I'm also, like, a, many episodes ago, I was talking about just how the only narrative that exists around fat, black, femme bodies mm-hmm. um, is that they are ugly, mm-hmm. that they are useless, that they are dead or in very po- close proximity to death. Mm-hmm. But if I see my own fine ass every day... Mm-hmm. 
and I know that all of those narratives are a lie, mm-hmm. then I've killed the only narrative that exists about my body mm-hmm. and now have infinite space to then decide what the truth is. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think what white supremacy and anti-blackness is about is putting out opportunity, putting out any opportunity to create the counter narrative. Mm -hmm. So that means keeping folks away from resources. Mm -hmm. That means, um, constantly, uh, repeating this messaging, um, that is false around, who people are like i feel like i'm like having a realization but i also feel like it ain't that deep so i need to chill (laughs) but it's just like it's just so wild because that that's like so much shit like so many things it's like a 24 7 hour 24 7 we was here cnn cycle of gaslighting yo that is that like that is literally the world yeah yeah yes yeah black folks are like it's just constant barrage of just bullshit hurled at us yeah. all day, every day, to the right. point where it's like, why wouldn't we believe these things about ourselves? Right. Like you, what choice do you have at this point? If it's if it's the only message you're getting about yourself, it okay, girl, it must be true, right? It, like you know what it makes me think of? Like you ever seen the movie The Truman Show with Jim Carrey? Mm-mm. Bas- I, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I seen it. but uh, basically he was. Bought by a corporation, like literally bought at, as a baby. Bought, oh, and wow. um, they created a TV show around his life. Wow. Um, to the point, I think when he was thirty, he started to realize something was like fucking off. Wow. And um, yeah, like his whole life was just broadcast on TV to the point where everyone around him knew, but he didn't. And then he was like, "Some ain't right." And then once he started realizing realizing it, people started to be like, started to like to started to do things to trick him to make him think that actually no you're tripping like right. relax stop right. you don't know what you're talking about everything's fine like even his wife was doing it right. like um to the point where they they were controlling the weather so like he tried to sail out to like the edge cuz he thought it was like an edge of you know uh, the world or whatever. B-O-B. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and they could control the weather to the point where they capsized him. Wow. And they were going through, like, enormous efforts to keep him wow. from learning that he was That's actually something. White. That's whiteness crea- writing a nonfiction history of whiteness. <laughs> Like and that's literally how insidious whiteness is. Yeah, it's it like, goes to I'm great lengths. Show you yeah. what we doing, <laughs> and also it's just gonna become a hit flick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna question what the fuck is happening here. It just is what it is. Yeah, and that then he finally made it, and then the guy started to talk to him was like, "Oh yeah, I've known you since you were a baby." Da da da, and he. I guess he expected him to be like, oh, okay, well, I forgive you. He said, well, bye. And he walked out the stage. <laughs> That's all niggas really want to do. We want to walk off this fucking stage. Well, bye, bitch. Well, bye. I don't, there was some point, maybe somebody said it, maybe it was like sort of a, maybe it was like a comment in a fucking Facebook thread. I don't know. But niggas was like, we don't want to be equal to you. I just don't want your thoughts of inferiority towards me to impact my life. Yeah. 
I don't want to be equal to you. I don't need you to think positively mm-hmm. towards me. I don't need none of that shit. Yeah. I just need for your thoughts and feelings to not negatively impact yes. my day-to-day fucking life. Yeah. yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Because white people, if y'all don't notice, like, there's a lot of niggas who can't fucking stand you. But, bitch, you are still living. Yeah. You don't give a fuck. Don't. I mean, your feelings might get hurt, but guess what? Tomorrow you're fine, bitch. But if one white woman's feelings get hurt, a whole crowd of niggas gotta die. (laughs) Which brings me to this story about fucking Amber J. Phillips that happened last week. Amber was on a fucking flight from goddamn Raleigh, North Carolina to Washington, D.C. If you are a flying nigga, you know that that flight cannot be any longer than one hour. (laughs) 35 minutes is an average time for that flight nigga on a plane. And it's typically on one of these little skip-a-puddle-ass planes (laughs) where you're like, if you are my height, 5'3", and extend your wingspan, that's probably the length of the goddamn plane. But you know that because you have taken that flight before and you know it's going to be a small-ass plane because Mm. it's going to be a short-ass flight. Amber had the great misfortune of sitting by some white-ass Caucasoidian woman. Mm. And this woman, um, the moment Amber sat down, Amber is a fat black woman, um, tall fat black woman, Um, The moment Amber sat down, or the moment she sat down beside Amber, she had all of the words. She had all of the complaints, all of the huffs and the puffs, and can you move over? Bitch, no, I can't, because I'm a (laughs) big-ass, fat, black bitch. Big-ass, fine-ass, fat, black bitch. Mm -hmm. And no, bitch, but you are skinny, and you have the aisle seat. You can shift yourself over a bit. Mm -hmm. You can certainly do that. Yeah. Um, But no. (laughs) um so she continues to complain for the i think 45 minute flight and um as they land on the tarmac or are waiting on the tarmac amber uh, not amber the the white woman who's sitting next to amber who's been complaining the whole flight asked the flight attendant to call the police (laughs) to call the police and I appreciate your response to that because that is how the fuck how how the fuck ridiculous it is. Like white people are so goddamn ridiculous. All day, every day. All day. Bitch, every it was day. a forty-five minute flight. <laughs> You've been more inconvenienced by your husband trying to fuck you, trying to find your clip for three hours. <laughs> Then you were inconvenienced, and I'm putting air quotes around that yeah. because it's not an inconvenience to be like, "Bitch, I'm gonna pay fifty extra dollars to sit in the first class area if I don't want to touch nobody's human ass body." Mm. Nigga, that is a drive from Woodbridge to Sea uh, Pleasant, probably. Yeah, that's it. Real simple. Yeah, Fredericksburg to Lorton. To that Lorton. is literally it. Yeah. <laughs> That is literally all it is. Girl, calm down. And this white woman said, absolutely not today, bitch. I ordered a private American Airlines flight. Why is this black bitch on my flight? What? I'm sorry, what white woman? Oh, God. But the thing is, the will of a white woman trumps all. Did that nigga call the police? They called the police. 
and Amber was, I, I, I won't use the word apprehended, but as they were on the shuttle to um, leave, they stopped the shuttle and they had her get off the shuttle and ask the woman, ask the white woman what happened. They never asked Amber what happened. Um, Amber, of course, they asked Amber for some sort of identification Amber handed them her passport because she's not a driving person. Um, and they were like, well, do you have another form of ID? And I'm, at, the next day was, um, or the day that I saw Amber actually, um, was Broccoli City. So this was two days after the airplane in- incident. And um, I couldn't find my license. And I, all I could find was my fucking my passport and i was like wow like if i get stopped today or if i like run into the police today is me having a passport going to escalate i'm sorry these niggas said the form of id come on come on and break it down because yes that a motherfucking job says is the only form that you need the motherfucking the ID that the DMV that you can go anywhere in any this world is not enough. And be identifiable is not enough it's for not you. Enough you for this one nigga at an airport. At the airport, you security ass niggas at the airport for real. Like, is that? Do you understand? Like the the place where if you get a job with the federal government, they say that's good enough right. to identify yourself. Is not good enough for you niggas. At the airport. That okay. That shit is wild, yo. What? That shit is wild. It's what? unfathomable. Oh my god. You niggas gotta start cloaking this, cloaking this just a bit better. Actually, you don't no, care. No, they don't. You don't care. They don't have to. You're right. You don't they care. They don't. And, and American... So after I heard about this and I had my weeping session about that mm-hmm. and all that shit, I then, of course... Oh my god. So... so Though I hate that this happened to my dear, dear friend, and I hate that she had to go through that, I also know that Mrs. White Bitch picked the right one, (laughs) because Amber is a legendary organizer, Mm -hmm. an incredible digital organizer, Mm -hmm. who actually was coming back from a digital organizing uh, conference Mm -hmm. that was happening all week, Mm -hmm. so she had just taught about how you disseminate the information about some crazy shit that just happened and how you get it through the right channels and all this shit. Mm -hmm. So like, which is also crazy because like, this is how real the shit that black people are doing Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. like our shit ain't just some like shit that we theorize over and like learn about and like get degrees about and like teach it and then go home and go Mm -hmm. to sleep. Mm -hmm. Like this is, we are doing the shit that we do because we need to survive. Yeah. So, I, I think she got a, a few. She got a few articles. The most recent one that I saw was in BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. She got one in Vice News. Um, so I'm just, I'm just so thankful that she, despite the the terrifying terrifying circumstances of that, because like also there has to be a thought at some point of like, wow, what how. Like, of course, thinking in the moment, Mm -hmm. like, what do I need to do right now to ensure my safety? Mm -hmm. But if, if I die, what do I need to think of right now before I am dead that other folks need to know 
or other folks need to know where to go or what to reference or whatever to make sure that I am not a Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. And that like just tore me up mm-hmm. that like one of my close friends is in a moment where she is thinking about, she is having to think all the way to the literal end of her life mm-hmm. because a white woman is is frustrated yeah. and upset about having her arm touch a black woman. So it's just it's just super wild and um I just I just don't know. And fuck American Airlines. Also, so the sorry, I don't I'm like getting way off track, but it's okay. at the bottom of one of the articles that I read, I think it was the one in Vice News, um of course, it showed related articles. Mm-hmm. And this was when I learned about... Um, so I had heard about this woman dying on an airplane, mm-hmm. um, dying on an American Airlines airplane. I just assumed it's in the news. People know about it. It must be a white woman. Mm-hmm. Which, bitch, why are you being so dismissive of a, of a life lost? <laughs> I, look, I mean, whatever. Um, but it was actually a black woman, mm-hmm. a younger black woman, like maybe our age, mm-hmm. um, who had just gotten married, was leaving from her honeymoon in like, was it Hawaii maybe? And she was flying back to South Carolina mm-hmm. and there was a doctor on the plane. The doctor said, Hey, Hey y'all, this woman is having a heart attack. We need to take an emergency landing mm-hmm. of this plane. The captain was like, I hear you, but nah. She died on the whole ass plane. She died on the plane. Like a heart attack. And the captain said, or the pilot said, nah, I think we're going to pass on this one. We're good. We're why my most immediate um, concern is us sticking, staying the course. Yeah. Um, and that for me was just like, wow, we like for real are not protected anywhere. There is nowhere that is safe. We can't pay enough money to be safe. And then I thought about. Um, Serena Williams when mm-hmm. she was talking about how her I forgot what exactly the story was but like she had a history of blood clots right and she had to tell the doctor yo this is my this history is yes. this is what's happening and she actually had to tell them the steps they needed right. to take to save her fucking life right. because they wouldn't listen to her right like the fact that as a black person, specifically a black woman, you have to be a doctor. A, just go down the fucking Bitch, list. You have to be everything. There's no rest. No. If you just simply so that you can stay alive, you have to be every profession and and act like a super advocate for yourself, God. just so you can stay alive. Because niggas are just like, eh. That shit is wild. <laughs> that shit is so wild. So, I don't... <laughs> this was just me ranting. I'm just so fucking fed up. Yeah. I just am, and... And then to top it all off, I don't even know if I want to talk about this nigga. No, don't. Um, but y'all know exactly who I'm talking about. 
to top it off, this is nigga. nigga, That's all I needed to know. It was a fucking choice. So all my ancestors that are watching over me, Mm. you raggedy bitches, Mm. you should have chose different. Mm. Fuck is wrong with (laughs) y'all. So. Black girls, black femmes, mm-hmm. black women are the gods. Mm-hmm. Period. I pray that y'all are paying your tithes. Mm-hmm. Um, because we need all of them. Yes. And so, 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 so much more. And the idea behind pay- paying tithes is more than monetary, um, though money is so necessary in a capitalistic society, Mm -hmm. especially as a black girl, especially as a black femme. Um, But you can also compensate people with your time. Like, how can I help you? Can I, can I clean your house or room in your house for you? Can Mm -hmm. I cook a meal for you? Can I just sit with you and listen to you talk about how your day was or Mm -hmm. how your day wasn't? Um, there's so many ways that you can pay your tithes mm-hmm. to the black women and black femmes that y'all are call- out here calling gods mm-hmm. and not doing shit to reverence yeah. these gods out here. Um, and it's really time out for lip service because, like, we just talked about at least three instances in which three instances that just exhibit the most ridiculous disrespect and lack of care for concern about black women and femmes. Um, and it's so easy to like text a nigga and be like, Hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Can I come by? Mm-hmm. Do you need me to pick you up a Popeye's $5 box? <laughs> like it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. Um, so be more intentional about the black films in your life, about the black women in your life, um, and make sure that they at least to some extent are being taken care of, um, you know, to the best of your ability in the moment. And maybe that's just saying, Hey, I love you. Um, but yeah. Amen. Pay your tithes, nigga. Amen. Bless God. That's gonna have to get chopped down because that was long as fuck. <laughs> Yo, I know. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna stop this train, bitch. We're going straight on into the benediction, straight on into the motherfucking whatever's. And closing remarks. Closing remarks, Deacon. Thank yes, you. Yes, God. Yes, God. Um, did we cover all the sections though? Um, I think sure. We did. Sure did. I think we, we did, did today. Bless God. Yes. Um, I. Nigga, I wish I could say what I'm grateful for, but because of this two day ass break, I don't even remember what the fuck we talked about in the in the first uh, portion of this. Well, tell me what you you are thankful about over the past two days. I I am thankful um of the realization that um. The, the, that the energy that I portray, or I'm sorry, that I put out, mm-hmm. um, and when I, when I say that, I don't mean just like, 
you know, on some fake shit, like mm-hmm. true energy that I put out, that bitch be coming, it be coming right back to me. Like mm-hmm. the whole, this is Bible verse that said, uh, God's word will not return to him void. void yeah. My nigga, it, the energy that I put out, like the true energy and intentions and like all that shit that mm-hmm. I put out, it's becoming more apparent um, that it does not return to me void right. if I truly put um, like, like pure intentions behind it. Yes. So I'm thankful for that. Like shit returns to you, my nigga. Yeah. Uh, the thing about it is that it doesn't always happen in the time frame that you think it should happen, right. but it does happen in the time where you're like, nigga, I needed this. Mm. Like I actually, I, I'm actually in a space where I'm using what's coming to me right. instead of like, if it came at another time, I probably would have stored it for another time right. that I needed it. But like, but that's also exciting because like, it also gives me this, this, um, realization that my nigga, I, I can just continue to walk this shit mm-hmm. and whatever I need at the time will come to me. Yeah. Like, the, when I need it, that shit will just flow. Okay, well, this is what you need? Cool. It's here. Mm. And it'll be what I need, how much I need it, and then after that, it's done, it moves on, and I keep walking. And the next thing I need, that shit comes exactly in the measure that I need. Yes. I use it completely, and I keep walking. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that realization, yeah. it's it, Yeah, my nigga, it's been lit. Yeah. Just, like, random things have been happening. I'm like, yo, nigga, I... Yeah. This shit was dope, and I'm done with it now, and it was useful when I needed it, and now I can actually move forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm thankful of, thankful for, I think, two things. Mm-hmm. One, um, that I ain't in those dyking-ass relationships <laughs> right now, that I ain't talking to no dykes. Um... You know, I recently started this practice where I am getting out of bed. I'm starting my day when I wake up Amen. as opposed to waking up, looking at the clock and be like, bitch, what time is it? <laughs> nah, it's too early to be up. Because like, what even the fuck is that? <laughs> if you up, you up, bitch. So I've, I've just been not looking at my phone, not trying to figure out what time it is. And mm-hmm. I kind of can, you know, the window's right here. Um, <laughs> But just getting up when yeah. my body wakes up. Amen. And that is not something, okay, that I could have done if I was talking to some dykes. Because dykes love to have a good late night ass conversation deep into the early ass morning hours. And frankly, that is not conducive to the rest niggas need no. to live out a productive, nope. creative, thoughtful, intentional day. Nope. So I'm so grateful, okay? Okay. <laughs> that I ain't fucking with these niggas <laughs> right now, okay? I am really feeling this wave that I'm on. Amen. Um and and the second thing by extension, because I have all this energy, because I'm not having these late night ass, argument ass, let's talk about this every deep dark corner of our lives ass. No, it's me. not a read of you. No, you are a male dyke. I'm a mic. I'm just... Yes. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Oh my God, I need to make a shirt. I'm a male dyke. I'm a mic. M Y K E. Oh Amen. my God. Um. <laughs> 
I don't fuck. I just don't understand how niggas find like, and I'm talking about myself right now. How us dyke ass niggas find so much to talk about between the hours of ten forty five and three forty five a.m. I don't understand it, God. I don't get it. Why the fuck do all these things just gently come up? Over a, uh, a nice dispersal of 12 hours throughout daylight hours. Gotta fit it in that five hour block, nigga. <laughs> Bitch, what? Gotta fit it right Where there. Where the fuck did that genetic mutation come in for dykes? <laughs> Take it back, God. Anyway, oh, God. because I'm not fucking with these dykes, because I'm getting rest, because I'm waking up when my body wakes me up and I'm getting up and doing the things. I'm also having all of this energy to create stuff. Um, Amen. You know, I talked about art that I um, am doing, which has been amazing. And now I'm in the process of literally, um, I just printed out the plans yesterday to build a screen printing machine. Amen. Um, And like, I'm going to be building it. And that's wild because like, I've never built anything in my life. But I'm just like, bitch, I got all this energy. I want to build this and this and that. Um, so I'm just really excited um, about the possibilities, the, the endless possibilities of being able to create things with my hands, Amen. which is so dikey. <laughs> and I'm so thankful. Oh, God, nigga, I love like, creating things with my hands. God damn it. You're not wow. making this case. Yeah. This is a case you're this, making. Yeah. This is the fullest case. Dyke, you know, <laughs> this is the fullest case. So I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful out here. And that's that's where I have been uh, over this two-day hiatus <laughs> between recordings. Amen, amen. Um, so do you have a quote, nigga? I do. Of course you do, because you knew you wasn't going to do that prayer, you bitches. Yeah, Nikki. for this week. Nikki, full um, circle. Come full, full circle. Full circle, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> Yo, can we can we just have a forum real quick with black bottoms and just talk about like where did this come from, y'all? Oh god. Because like, I feel like there's an evolution yeah. maybe that has happened since like nineteen sixty to now. But Nikki, that shit Nikki. takes me out. I mean, I feel like the barbs started it, so you know No, it started I feel way like, before the barbs. I feel like you it know was how long deep. I've been watching black male I know, porn? I'm just saying, I feel like it was... Okay. I feel like... Do you know how long I've been? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I feel like it was, um... It was deep in there. Like, like, it was like... Oh, it was you like, afraid of the dark when you said that? <laughs> do you know how long <laughs> It's like... It was like... It's kind of like waiting for the coming of Christ. It's like it was there, just waiting, because knew that Nikki was on the horizon within the next ten to fifteen years. I'm not doing this my cast conversation with you right now. But no, yeah, Nikki love to have a Nikki fucking Minaj conversation, and I'm never here for them. So nigga, I'm not a bar. Press fast forward on that bitch by any means. But yeah, nigga, nigga, it's like the tongue just went further up and up. Nikki, 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 Nikki. Your, I like your explanation way more than I like mine. Oh, oh but by so the good. way, yeah, so yeah, that was it. Wow, Todrick S. Hall yeah. on Tinder. Yeah. That shit is wild. Yeah. Vanity Fair, one of my colleagues today showed me Vanity Fair does this thing where 
a celebrity will either take a regular person's phone and play on their fucking Tinder mm-hmm. or two celebrities will exchange phones uh-huh. and play on each other's Tinders. And I saw the one with um, Hannibal Burris and Eric. What is that nigga's name? Eric. Andre? The light skin. Yes. Yes. Oh that my nigga. god. Them niggas is so fucking funny. <laughs> it was so good. It was so. Y'all, everyone go watch that. It's from like 2016 or something. I need to shit. watch that. Um, Vanity Fair. Hannibal Burris and Eric Andre yeah. switching tenders. That shit was hilarious. Okay. I want to know if Eric Andre is really dating Rosario Dawson. Like, is that really a thing or were they joking? I don't know. I don't know. I, I would believe it. Yeah, I would too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, so here's my quote. Um, y'all always know I don't really come in, you know, my quote's always, y'all know what y'all coming for, what y'all gonna hear when it's my quotes. I might have used this quote before. Um, I doubt it. It's another one from Minister what Monique. Um, what was the last one I used from Monique? Do you remember? Um, anyway, so this one, I'm the, the one I'm gonna use tonight, or whenever you're listening, is... Um, <laughs> Nigga, we started this when, on Saturday Jesus morning. Jesus Christ. At is, 10, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., yeah, some shit. Some, Nigga, yeah. it is now Tuesday <laughs> night, 8.49 p.m. Holy this is shit. wild. Amen. Ain't um, But yeah, it's, uh, it goes, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. <laughs> <laughs> Minister Monique from uh, Charm School. So um, look that up because, look. It's you. You have to be real with yourself. You heard me. Mm. Uh, when you do that, that bit of clownery, you mm-hmm. know that that clownery that you think won't. You know, you just did it, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, <laughs> it was funny, and I move on. Bitch, the clown always comes back and the whole takes world a is chomp. your reflection, bitch. Yeah. The clown is coming back, and it's coming back. See, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. Always, oh always. <laughs> So uh, when you, so when, you when you go head. to do your next uh, stint in clown, okay. uh, just remember, it'll come back to bite. Amen. Oh my God. Thank you, Deacon, for Amen. that uh, rich word <laughs> from on high. Amen. All right, y'all. We are going to close it out as we always do with a bomb-ass prayer, okay? Yes. From your nigga. <laughs> your ja, the God. Your Nikki. Your Nikki. <laughs> Your homework is going to find some black gay porn. Myvidster.com. Um, X-Video? X-Vids? No, nigga. Myvidster is the bastion. It has wow. all of it. It's okay. like the place where all of them come to meet each other. Is that akin to hamster hamster something? X-Hamster? I don't X-Hamster. know. It's a place where... Hamster's pretty good, too. Yeah, but th- that... Th- it's this website has X hamster videos on it, so it's like oh, you can bookmark it's like the all your engine. yeah. Search you just gather all your shits there. Damn. From all the different websites, yeah. Did you say all your shits? From yeah. Because <laughs> scat porn is also a thing. Right? All right, so well, just uh, open wide and uh, receive your blessing. Not for okay, me. so here we are in the prayer portion. <laughs> um, wow, what dear a turn. God, God's ancestors universe um they, you know what you think niggas is fucking in heaven i hope they're fucking in heaven <laughs> i really hope so okay i hope that niggas are because that would be really sad to end life 
on earth. And I'm really like, hoping there's something better than fucking heaven. Real. Like there gotta be more. What if what if God contracted? What if that's where the twins are in heaven? Like, bitch, we got all Beyonce's newest, freshest ideas. We want to give them to you. And God was like, bitch, let me let me consult these these babies. Sitting on the right hand of the Father. My God, just being like, "Mm -mm. we gotta take that out, bitch. These clouds, they gotta go. We got some new shit you ain't never heard of before, bitch. Wow. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm so grateful, so grateful to have a friend who pushes me to be reflective, who pushes me to be present, um, just by extension of his own model of being present in his thoughts, his words, um, his own reflective process. Um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have a sounding board, to have this space where we can push back on each other's thoughts, where we can um, do real work um, that maybe we needed a place to um, think through um, with other folks. I am incredibly grateful um, for the email that I received this weekend yes, that God. reminded me that niggas are still out here listening. Because yes. <laughs> I have no clue how that is a deep fact. With our deep commitment to inconsistency, I just do not fucking know. So I'm grateful of the reminder that our voices are reaching someone. Mm-hmm. Um, if only just someone. Yes. <laughs> they are reaching somewhere other than us. Yes. Um, and I'm so grateful um, for quietness um, and the ability to um, create the stillness and the quietness that is needed. Um to do the work that I'm here to do. And I'm grateful for finally realizing the need for that stillness and quietness mm. and letting these dick, dick- <laughs> I said dicks, but I'm in dykes, but actually I'm in both. These dyke dicks. Okay. Let these dyke dicks go for a moment. Okay. Because dyke dicks literally come a dime a dozen and they will always be there, okay? But stillness is what needs to happen right now. Sans dyke dicks. Um, so I'm so grateful. I'm just incredibly grateful for the amount of creativity that the universe has been pouring into me and entrusting me with. Um, and um, just the realization that I can create um, the visions that I have for the future um, and I can create them right now in the present I can create new worlds in this present world that we are in um, and what a blessing it is to have that revelation um, and to have the re- revelation that you've been doing this that this is part of your muscle memory um, that you just need to name it what it is um, so I'm, I'm grateful for all these things. I ask for continued guidance and blessings, continued guidance on 
intentionality and not just doing what is easy but what is most intentional Mm -hmm. and will allow me to um traverse okay nigga vocabulary okay traverse the path um that i need to be on that does not include dyke dicks (laughs) thank god because i look my my strength is waning god the dyke dicks are calling I'm on my period right now, so the dyke dicks are really calling, okay? I'm weak, God. I need to be fortified, Jesus. Help me in this. Is it? This is a moment where I want to ask you, is there anything you want to add to this prayer, Deacon? Um, just, uh... Nah. Nah. Okay. So I am so grateful for all of the forces that um, have entertained my my asks, my petition, um, my petitions of them um, in this moment. I'm grateful for all who have continued to be in my corner, my ancestors, um, the folks on earth who are my guiding lights every day. Um, God, gods, the universe, everybody. Um, in all y'all's niggas' names, I pray this prayer. Amen. Ha. <laughs> a woman. Ha. A everybody. Ha. Ashe. Amen. We love you. Tris and Mars back. <laughs> For a limited time. <laughs>